0: In the series of well Wellbeing in Workplace, today I receive a fantastic guest from Toronto, and she will share her story about her experience in workplace. And uh, she is a coach, Victoria Muir Borcia. Welcome, and thank you so much for being uh, with me uh
1: hi i'm so glad to be here and i'm so happy to share my story um i really believe that the more we talk about these things the more we can help heal whether it's you know on a bigger changing culture of workplace level or just helping to heal as individuals going through these types of experiences so thank you for having me Uh, you are
0: welcome and i know that uh in workplace, we can meet a lot of challenges, a lot of uh, problems as well. Uh, it's not a general, but most of the time, we can deal with this kind of situations. And uh, women, uh, we know a lot of challenges, challenges as women, the uh-huh. nature of women, uh, family challenges, uh, building carriers, etc. cetera. And in workplace, it's not always easy to deal with all these situation. So what were your experience
1: in, in the workplace? Such an interesting way to pose that question, to frame it around my experience in the workplace as a woman. So I will, I'll give you, I guess, a little nutshell <laughs> of of what my experience was. Um, I was working in a job, I guess you could say it was like a caseworker type job or social worker type job. Um, and, uh, and, um, I thought I was alone. I was really, really overworked. I was doing, you know, beyond the 40 hours a week I was doing, I was putting in, you know, probably 60 hours, but only getting paid for the 40 hours. And I noticed that my mood started to change. I was also working in an atmosphere where they weren't providing any types of supports in terms of emotional health and mental health for the workers. And really the type of work I was doing was dealing with a lot of vicarious trauma, dealing with a lot of people and helping a lot of people that were really for some of them at the worst points in their life. And that's a lot to take on when you're mm. a compassionate, empathetic person, you really, you really do um, carry that energy, right? Yes. You really do absorb other people's energy. Mm. And, it, and it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it,
0: <laughs> it, it, it drains your energy.
1: That's exactly it. It, it drained, it drained the energy, but I wasn't the person that I am now. I didn't know um I didn't have a lot of experience exploring mental health or emotional health and I didn't really understand what was going on with me I was younger I was um freshly married I guess maybe I think I was probably five years into my marriage maybe a little bit more when I started to not feel well and I was really ashamed of how I was feeling And ashamed of the pressure that was happening to me at work and i like to say from the outside my life looked perfect i was working in a job that i really really loved i really loved Mm. my job and i was married to my amazing husband who i'm still married to supportive i was um i was rowing um in a on in a really competitive rowing team around the world and you know i was doing i checked all the boxes right we had just Mm. bought a house right so everything seemed perfect but i didn't feel like i had achieved or was successful Mm -hmm. right i i didn't i didn't feel that way and i was doing really great work at work and what started happening for me at work was i would get asked you know you're doing a really great job and i don't trust anybody else to do this extra work can you do this extra work for me Mm -hmm. And when that question gets posed that way from your supervisors or managers, it kind of rubs your ego, right? You kind of think, oh, yeah, 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 I'll do it. Yeah, sure. I'm important. But it's kind of a false way to ask the question because they're just downloading more work on you without paying you more or without giving Mm. you the supports, right? Like we value you so much, we're going to give you responsibility.
0: You give more than you receive. And sometimes, uh, when, especially in the workplace, when we uh, work, we are committed. We want to be recognized not only by words, but financially.
1: And that's a big That's a really big one for women
0: mm.
1: is to acknowledge that um, what you get paid is an acknowledgment of the work you do and you deserve to get paid your worth. Mm. And you are allowed to ask. And I find for women, um, in in my culture, anyways, um, I'm 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 41, so I've been raised in in a in the era that I was raised in was you know girls are good girls. You know, if you ask questions, if you ask for more, if you start asking why, then you're um, you know for lack of a better, better word, like you're bitchy or you're annoying or you're Mm. right. All of these things. Right. And so we, I was always just saying yes. And take the high road and, Mm. um, be enthusiastic and the atmosphere that I was working in, I was, I was doing full-time work, the exact same job as a full-time person, but I was on contract.
0: Mm.
1: And I, I just kept being told, the culture in the workplace was one day, don't worry, you'll get full time work. Don't worry one day. And that means you'll get benefits, you'll get sick days, you'll get um, the benefits of massage therapy, those you'll get healthcare benefits, you'll get all Mm. these things, but just keep your head low and keep doing the work. But what happened with me is I just kept my head down and kept doing the work and that never came to fruition. Mm. And I started really struggling Mm. with self-doubt and anxiety.
0: Yes. It's interesting. It's interesting to talk about it because I did another episode about workaholic and uh, how we can uh, burn out in this
1: situation. So it seems. uh... So, yeah, that's exactly what happened. I burnt out. And um, what would happen is, is um, I would. I started trying to ask for help. Like I started really struggling with self-doubt and I struggled alone because I was afraid that if I didn't keep this perfect life or perfect persona or perfect employee persona going, that I would be judged, I would be seen as weak. I even started getting imposter syndrome that if I um, showed how much I wasn't functioning emotionally that I would lose my job because they would think that I wasn't good enough. And then a coworker came up to me and we started talking about it and the coworker was feeling the same way and yeah. that, and being able to be vulnerable with someone about it, it, gave me the strength to start speaking up and asking why, right? Like it comes mm. to leadership, workplace culture. I believe that these things are very similar all over the world. Mm. And I think that we can change them. So I, how
0: I, I, yeah, how are you when you start to uh, feel uh, that uh, it can't continue in the same rhythm? You yeah feel exhausted, you burn out, you want uh, to mention that uh, it's not what you are feeling within you because you wanted to keep everything going correctly for others uh, regarding your... Uh, Career, family, relationship, etc. But inside, you were not feeling good. So, what did you do? You you start to ask your uh, coworker, yeah. which was good to to communicate to talk about it. And what is the the next step? What did you do to change it?
1: Well, I'm going to answer that in a in a twofold way. I'm going to answer the yeah. first part of your question: is how was I feeling? Because I think it's important for people to, of course, yeah hear how I was feeling, because I think a lot of people feel the same way. And the more we talk about it, the more we normalize it. and know we're not alone. So I developed anxiety, which I didn't know what anxiety like. I didn't know that that's what was happening to me, but I would have um, I had physical changes and emotional changes. I would worry a lot. I was ruminating in my thoughts a lot. I was really struggling with self-doubt and anxiety. I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I was worth anything. But then I started having um, physical um, symptoms too. I started having anxiety attacks, which for me, and they feel different, each person might feel them differently. It was a really heavy weight on my chest, and I would sweat and have a heat flash. And I started having these in meetings at work, and I'd have to leave. I, I remember being in one meeting, and I actually thought I was having a heart attack. I got really angry. I would just be angry at everything. I would just be discharging all over the Mm. place, right? Like I would yell at the cashier at the grocery store for no reason. I would break a dish because my body was out of balance because my brain, my emotions were out of balance. And then I do have one particular day where my husband kind of said, okay, I've been waiting for this to happen in May of 2014. I had a total breakdown. I was at home I was taking a day off work and uh, I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I have to go back to work tomorrow. I was lying on the floor in my basement and I was totally paralyzed physically. I couldn't move like the cortisol took over my body so much that I couldn't move. And I remember calling my husband and he was at work and saying, I need you to come home on your lunch hour like I don't feel good. Something's wrong. I need you to come home. And at that point, I'd still been lying when everybody, when someone asked me how you are, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, right? But the people in my life knew I wasn't fine. Mm. But also the people in my life, the response would be, because I wasn't being truly honest about how much I was struggling Was you're strong, you can make it through this, you're fine. So a lot of the times we don't know how to react when someone that we see as strong is vulnerable and says, hey, I'm actually not strong.
0: Yeah, because they, they, they noticed only the, the outside. But they yeah. don't know what is going on inside.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm not saying the onus is on the person struggling to show it, but some of it is. We need to mm. be vulnerable and acknowledge something's going on with us and reach out for help or accept help if somebody says, I think something's, I think you're struggling. And so my husband said, you're fine. It's okay. I'll be home at work. And I said, no, I really need you to come home. And... um he wasn't able to leave work and i don't know where the next four hours went like in my mind it was two minutes but my husband came home and i was still lying on the basement floor and i couldn't move Mm
0: -hmm. i was
1: completely paralyzed he just picked me up carried me upstairs put me in bed and said you know you've been struggling for a really long time this isn't Mm -hmm. normal i love you let's figure this out but I'm really worried about you. Your friends are worried about you. We're all worried about you. And like, you cannot continue this way and let, let's get you the help you need. And so the answer to the second part of your question.
0: It's so supportive uh, to to have someone who, your husband who under, understood the situation and uh, wanted to help you to, to change.
1: He really, really is an amazing yeah. person. And um, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm, I know that I'm very lucky that I, that I have that. And, um, to answer the second part of your question, which was, what did I do? Part of healing for me was speaking about it Mm -hmm. and was speaking about it in the workplace and trying to create change in the workplace. So asking for help in the workplace and trying to create change in the workplace. Um, And then the other part of healing for me was a lot of self care, therapy. It was almost like admitting something like admitting this has been going on I had a lot of conversations with friends saying, hey, this is what's going on with me. And every time a friend or family member would say, I know, I've been watching this. And I've been worried about you. But you've been pretending everything's okay. And I didn't know how to help you. I didn't know how to address you. And mind you, remember, this was 10 years ago, right? So the conversation in Canada anyways, 10 years ago around mental health was much different than the conversation is now. We were really just beginning to understand what anxiety and Mm. panic and depression is. It's
0: interesting because you are talking. And at the same time, I feel you. I see myself in your experience because I experience the same situation. Love because the here. problem when you experience feel anxiety, it makes you stuck. You can't uh, change, and sometimes change is not always easy. And for you, your to- your uh, friends, your family noticed that something was not uh, uh, going uh, good for you. For me, when I was talking about it. Uh, I received as, you can look for another job. Mm-hmm. So you see, uh, and we started to think that, yeah, maybe I have to change, uh, I have to move. But the problem is in workplace, sometimes the same problem uh, continues because there are some uh, norms, some uh, approaches, some strategies uh, to keep the worker in uh, um. Uh, not comfortable in uh, workplace and it causes a lot of uh, problems. And it happens the same thing when I knew the problem, when I started to talk about it Uh, here in France, we have security, um, we have work medical service, we can talk about things. And when I started to talk about the problem, the person told me, the doctor told me, we know this company, there are many colleagues of you talk about the same problem, mm. you see, but um, we can't change uh, things easily. So go ahead.
1: Very similar experience here. Um, it's really hard to change workplace culture, especially in bigger companies. and. And I wasn't alone. And because of that, the other symptom I developed was paranoia. I actually started to believe that everyone in the world was against me, everybody at work was against me. Once I started talking about it, and I actually um, filed a grievance to try and make change in the workplace. um, Once I started talking about it, I be I became really paranoid. Um, I thought people were spying on me. I thought, I mean, this, this sounds like now that I look back, I'm like, probably not. But I, I thought that managers were taking notes on me, supervisors. Um, I knew people were talking about me behind my back in the workplace. It was almost like takes you back. For me, I was bullied in elementary school. So it almost Mm -hmm. took me back to like elementary school, grade seven and eight, where, you know, the gossip behind your back and people are spreading rumors. And it kind of took me back to that inner child. And I became really paranoid and angry. And that's a really common symptom. Mm -hmm. I want people to hear that. So let me say it again, it's a really common symptom, when you're stuck in anxiety or workplace um, workplace, uh, um, bullying, uncomfortable workplaces, whatever it is, and we don't acknowledge that that's a common symptom within the individual and then it just further propagates the individual blaming themselves and then it further further feeds the fuel of kind of that mob mentality of that person who stood up and said hey something's wrong I think we need to change they mm. become the outlier so right? what did
0: you do what did you do for uh, for uh, for your health mental physical health to uh, to get a out of this uh, environment and the workplace? What did you do?
1: So it's interesting you say um, advice for you was leave your job, I did leave my job. Oh. Yeah, I did leave my job. But the, f- the first thing I did was I really, f- I really fought for change. And I used my voice and I advocated for change. And I did that when I was strong enough, or as I was healing. So at the same time, I was, I found a really great therapist. Mm. I did a lot of like a lot of work finding tools and strategies i mean i'm also in the wellness industry i always have been i've been a personal trainer for 25 years i've been counseling people i've been a life coach and that's what i do now um so i started like taking my own advice yeah <laughs> was, like taking more certifications taking more meditation certifications I was like bettering myself like healing myself but also learning how to give back because for me and this isn't for everyone but part of my healing is being of service sharing my story and helping others I get a lot of energy back from helping others and giving Mm -hmm. others the tools and strategies they need but I mean I relied heavily on my family I relied heavily on my husband and my friends who are amazing. And I really had to learn the language. Mm -hmm. I really had to learn to say, okay, what I need today is to vent about something. I don't want your advice or feedback. I just really need to be heard so that I feel important and valued. Can I like vent at you about something for 10 minutes to a friend? And my friends amazingly learned how to be like, yes bring it on i'll carry that emotional load for you i'll take it for you
0: yes because or... when you share you you deliver some emotions some you share with others and it's uh it frees your uh you, it's um it's helpful you you free yourself from uh, uh anger from uh, a lot of things it's but... funny you
1: say that you release that you right? release, yeah. And one of the things that I do now, which is actually my most popular class, I guess you could say that I run, I run it on Zoom and I get people from all over Canada and the world that come to it. I call it the letting go class. Mm. We get together once a week and for the first 20 minutes or half an hour, um, we have a little discussion or I give a little mini lecture on a topic like shame or guilt or, or, you know, uh what is radical self-care what is compassion what what are these things and how do we let go of these things let go of things and bring things in and then at the end I do a quick a little 10 minute meditation and it's Mm. that was one of the tools that I learned actually was yeah it will be interesting as a tool
0: yeah it will be interesting to talk about this topic uh of course we can uh Schedule another yeah, episode. I loved it because I
1: could talk about letting go all day long. Yeah, it's, it's, very it's very interesting for well
0: being, it's very interesting for mental and physical uh, health. And uh, f- regarding uh, workplace, so you decided to, to change something and at the same time to leave your work because uh, it was. Um, yeah so what it was happened- not a good place to stay there what
1: happened for me and and i've always been really open about uh, my diagnosis um so i was diagnosed with anxiety two types of anxiety two types of depression um ptsd from my experience uh post-traumatic stress disorder and um for me, me and my therapist, we, we talked about this at length, because again, I loved my job. I loved it. It was my dream job. I didn't want to leave. Um, but I couldn't even walk into a building without having an anxiety attack or panic attack. And 10 years later, I still have trouble walking by um, my workplace building. And so it wasn't something that could be fix any, t- we saw any time soon. So for me, I didn't, I didn't really have an option for my mental health. I did have to leave and I, I own my own business now. And that's what works for me. You have to find the solution that works for you. That might not work for everybody. Of Leaving course, a job might not be financially feasible to do that. You might need to mm. keep your job. So finding the solutions that work for you. Um, I now know that I'm a person who is living with anxiety but and thriving with anxiety but i also know that i can't have an employer i can't mm-hmm. have a boss because i've been traumatized so much by how i was treated by my boss is um in the workplace when i started talking about my mental and emotional health and that i needed help i wasn't given the care and support and kindness
0: because and it became it became a problem for your uh employer to talk about this in a workplace uh, maybe yeah. it can it can cause us a lot of trouble with other employee it yeah, meant
1: but- that a lot a lot of things had to change ultimately and some changes did happen which is great that i've seen now that i've left but um and part of the paranoia too was even though there were people in my workplace that did care about me i had i had some really great women supervisors who were also probably burnt out and stressed my paranoia was so bad that i just believed that they um were out to get me mm. so i i i now know that i have a problem with authority <laughs> <laughs> right from this experience and i i can't have an employer ever again really or mm. it's going to take a long time for me to heal and the other thing i want to say is Healing does not happen overnight. It's not like I left my work and I was like, oh, I'm free. Everything's great now. Mm. It's taken years and years for me to to feel the weight lift off, to feel lighter. And it's taken, I call it the work. Many people call it the work, like the personal work. Mm. I'm constantly doing work on myself. I'm constantly growing and evolving. And I'm constantly recognizing that I'm imperfectly perfect, and the only way for me to be is authentically myself. And if that means I'm not perfect, and I don't have that perfect persona, that's okay.
0: And the fact that uh, sharing your story, talking about it, uh, it will help you to heal. And also, it hel- it will help other women who can identif- identify themselves in your story, because... Uh, as I mentioned, I have the same experience in workplace. And uh, you see, uh, telling stories, sh- sharing our stories can be helpful for uh, in many ways uh, for ourselves to heal and for others to, uh, uh, to understand that they are not alone and they can uh, find the solution. For you, you decided to create your own business You are working on on yourself to heal and to find yourself. And uh, uh, when enough is enough, we have to take the decision and to change.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love everything you just said. Women need to talk to women. We need to Mm. talk to each other. We need to be honest. Human beings need to be honest about how we're feeling. Many of us think the thoughts we're having inside of our head we're the only person in the world that's experiencing self-doubt or experiencing these things, it's not true. Everybody is experiencing these inner monologue thoughts. And the more we talk about them, the more we can normalize them and have more compassion and empathy to them. And the other thing I can say, if this is the only thing listeners out there that you hear, the best piece of advice that I ever got at the beginning of this experience, and I still use it to this day is, At the end of the day, say to yourself i've done everything that I can do today. And that's okay, you have to give yourself a release at the end of the day, or else you're doing the to do list over and over in your head as you're trying to fall asleep. So at the end of the day, talk to yourself and say to yourself, I did the best I could do today, I did everything I could do today and that's okay. Give yourself the release and that that really helped me to start my journey of healing for sure.
0: Love it, love it. And you know, Wellness All Seasons is for women to empower women to not feel alone and to be able to overcome any difficult situation. So that's why I decided to create Wellness All Seasons with Mina podcast to empower women to stay fit, healthy, energetic, to share our stories and to empower each other because many, many th- challenges women know in uh, their lives and sometimes we keep everything for ourselves we don't share and we can't learn from each other and what I found amazing is since the beginning of this podcast I'm learning from my guests because uh, it's a global And even if we are in different uh, places in the world, we can meet the same challenges as uh, women. And at the same time, women know many cycles and seasons in our lives. And it's uh, great to share because, for example, pregnancy, many pose women in the world now the, these periods. <laughs> these... we need to
1: talk about it exactly. right we all, have, the... we all have a female experience of yeah of experience right and um experiences with our bodies experience with our brains experience with our hormones experiences with how we're treated out in the world right we need we need to talk about it i also like love what you just said too because you and i are totally on the same wavelength in um in that part of my healing was body like physical wellness, fitness, physical wellness, movement, um, fuel, nutrition, but also brain. Yeah. Right. I started working actually on my brain too. And then my emotional health and mental health. Right. So brain health is a little different than working on your emotional, mental health. Like how do how do I deal with, with these things, all of these things and brain health is something as women, we need to talk about. We get brain fog. We get pregnancy yeah. brain. We get period brain when we forget things when we're PMSing. We we right like our our brains. There's things we can do for our brains too, as well as our mental emotional health. And I love what you're saying because that's what I believe too. All of it. Yeah, it all it's a, be aligned, a holistic, and cared for.
0: Yeah, I totally agree because. Uh, my pr- approach is really holistic. It's a lot of things and not only one thing, because uh, our mind, body, soul, emotion, everything uh, connected. So we need to have balance in all these areas to feel good to be healthy to have energy and to stay serene in this hectic life i know that uh, you are in toronto and uh, in big cities always there are a, a kind of uh, this uh, hectic life so how to manage ourselves our health our emotions uh, everything to feel uh, great and it's interesting to share to help other women uh, to learn from uh, our experiences.
1: Well, I commend you on starting this podcast because I don't, I think there can never be enough conversation, whatever medium it's in a podcast, a workshop, a a woman's circle, a community gathering, talking to a friend. Um, There can never be enough communication about sharing our stories. And when we share, we feel heard and we feel valued. And when we hear something that we relate to, we also feel heard and valued. And a podcast is a great way to do that. So I really commend you on, on the mission thank of this you. podcast. Yeah. And I,
0: yeah, thank you so much. And at the same time, it helps us to heal Yeah, from our own experience. For example, when we experience uh, this kind of situation at work, when we hear another story about it, we can say, wow, I'm not alone. It does not happen only to, to me, but others know the same problems, even if they are in another country, et cetera. So I think that it has a double uh, sense uh, for ourselves and for others. And that's why sharing uh, can be helpful for both, for the listener and for the person.
1: Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think sometimes we often think as experts or as coaches or um, that we need to be perfect, but to acknowledge that, that we're not perfect, right? I have a degree in health. I have tons of certifications. I'm a life coach, a personal trainer, all these. I was an athlete for a really long time. but But everybody needs a coach right even professional athletes have coaches because nobody's perfect and we're all striving to better ourselves whether it's our skill as an athlete or our our emotional health or our physical health and our fitness or or nutrition whatever it is and the when we can start acknowledging that there are experts are human beings too and we can all learn from each other i think we start to get rid of judgment Mm. And I think we start to value each other more as, as human beings and um, healing goes both ways and that's okay. That's great. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really great.
0: Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for mentioning this. And, uh, of course, uh, we, you are welcome for another episode about to- uh, talking about anxiety, worry, letting go and, uh, I think it will be very helpful for the listener to know how to let it go when we have a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So I uh, would love
1: to share my knowledge and what I know yeah. to help help he- heal the yeah. world. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a big picture thinker. Let's heal the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for that.
1: <laughs> so you That's
0: are welcome in uh, for uh, another episode. Thank you. So- I would love that. Yeah. Thank you. I hope that you have enjoyed this conversation. I would love to know your takeaway and your aha moment. Join me on my private Facebook group, Stay Fit with Mina, and share with a supportive community. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. I will see you in the next episode.